You're listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. For more information on Dayton Christian Center, you can visit dcctx.church. Now let's join in for this week's message. I'm trying to decide if my font size is big enough. (laughs) So if you see me squinting, it's because I'm blind. My glasses, I don't need my glasses. Maybe it'll make me go slower. Um, So I'm going to be talking a lot about floors tonight. So get excited. Um, uh, Let's see. I've been watching a lot of home renovation shows lately. And, oh, I mean, it's like, anyways, he watches them with me. They're fun. But what I've noticed is that whenever people come in to renovate homes, a lot of times, like, the main thing is there's just a lot of really gross floors. Like, the green shag carpet that you can tell has been through a lot. Or, like, the laminate that's bubbling up everywhere. Um, But normally happens in these shows is all the ugly flooring gets ripped up to reveal that there's hardwood floors underneath or like an elaborate tile. And I've always wondered, like, why would anyone want to cover up that wood floor? But in most cases, I think covering the wood was mostly due to convenience because the wood flooring does require a lot of maintenance. Um, and covering the tile was just because of popular trends. Because whenever, like, the mosaic tiles weren't in style anymore, people just, they move on to the next thing. And then whenever the wood floors required too much work for maybe the next homeowner, they covered it up with carpet or laminate. And that's really had me thinking a lot about scripture and how we can get so far from what God's original intent was. So the title of my message is God's Design. So often I think we'll take something from the Bible that is true and it's beautiful and we're so quick to cover that up with the next coolest thing that we see someone say online. Um, Or maybe we think that some scripture is a little harsh or maybe we think it's outdated. So we mask it with another idea that sounds good but it just isn't truth. And something that I've learned is when I'm studying the word, it's not about what scripture means to me. It's not about how it makes me feel. It's finding out what the original intent was. And I've talked about this before, but it's important to not only know the word, but to know what it means. When Jesus was in the wilderness, Satan tried to trick him by using scripture out of context. And of course, Jesus shut him down real quick, but we can get real confused real fast if we're just following people and trends rather than what God says. Something else I've noticed that home renovators do um, a lot is they use reclaimed wood. So I looked up the word reclaim, and it means 
to resume possession of, to bring back as from error, to a right or proper course, restore, rescue, and recover. And what usually happens when reclaimed wood is used in a home is it's not placed in some random corner where no one's gonna see it. When this wood is used, it's purposely placed and it's obvious that it's there. If someone is spending the money and time and effort to put reclaimed wood in their home, like they want you to see it. Like you're gonna walk in and it's gonna be a big beam or it's gonna cover an entire wall. It's gonna be a focal point. So let me read Deuteronomy 6, starting in verse 1, and then I'll tell you my point with reclaimed wood. <clears throat> now is the commandment, the now this is the commandment, the statues and the rules that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you, that you may do them in the land to which you are going over, to possess it, that you may fear the Lord your God, you and your son and your son's son, by keeping all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you all the days of your life and that you and that your days may be long. Hear therefore, O Israel, and be careful to do them that it may go well with you and that you may multiply, multiply greatly as the Lord, the God of your fathers has promised you in a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and, shall be, and they shall be frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the, on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So like reclaimed wood, the word of God should be in the forefront of our mind. It's not something that we just go to when we're afraid or we don't know what to do. I mean, yes, but it's what we live by every single day is my point. Um, it says that the words of God shall be as frontlets between your eyes. It also says to teach your children and your grandchildren. Tell them your testimony and what God has brought you through and how to live day by day and walk in peace and how you fight your battles and how they can fight their own battles. The Bible isn't just something that we decorate the coffee table with. And scripture isn't just something that we hang on our walls. This is what we live by, and this is truth. Getting back to God's original design doesn't mean that we're moving backwards. It doesn't mean that we're stripping away all of the amazing things that the church is doing right now. What we're doing is reclaiming what has already been established. What that means is making sure who we believe God is, is who he says he is. We're not questioning the truth or covering it up with the next best thing that sounds good. We're not taking it and hiding it in a corner or reclaiming it and placing it as the focal point of our lives. And if you were here on Sunday, David talked about tithing. And God says in Malachi 3.10, when you bring the full tithe into his house, you will be blessed. It's not a question of 
Well, do we tithe or do we not tithe? Why? Because it's already been established. God says, test me on this. We know that marriage is between a man and a woman because every scripture in the Bible about marriage is between a husband and a wife. Marriage is modeled after the union between Jesus and his bride, the church. We know that a baby is a human being no matter what stage of life because Jeremiah 1.5 says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. These are clear and basic established principles from God, yet we question them and we wonder why we live in such confusion as the church. So I watch a lot of videos on Instagram, and some of them are called Reels, if you don't know what Reels are. (laughs) Reels are these short videos on Instagram. They're under a minute long that people make. Um, But there's always like different popular audio clips that will circulate and people will use. And a lot of people make the, like they'll make a video and they'll add the popular audio clip Um, And not too long ago, there was this one that I saw that a lot of moms were sharing, and it said, you have little kids for four years, and you miss it, and and if you miss it, it's done. That's it. So don't waste your time and whatever it said. And I'm sure the guy who said it and all these moms that were sharing it, like, it came from a heartfelt place of, like, live each like one day at a time and it goes by fast and whatever and when I first heard it I was like oh yeah that's good but then I remembered I have a five-year-old and then I felt guilty and I was like so that does that just mean that it's done with my five-year-old like I only had four years did I miss it did I do enough did I love her enough did I say enough did I spend enough time with her but then I had to take a step back And remember that as long as God allows me to be her earthly parent, every age and every season of her life is important and unique. And wherever I failed in those first four years or all the times that I'm going to fail after that, God has the power to redeem. And if I wouldn't have taken a step back and thought, Yeah, even though a lot of people are sharing this audio clip right now and it's trendy, it's not biblical and it doesn't line up with God's redeeming love and his new mercies every morning. If I wouldn't have known that, I'd be stuck in a loop of guilt and anxiety. And I'll give you another example. There is a popular quote that says that God won't give you more than you can handle. And that's not biblical. God told Paul in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. We've all got problems and we all need Jesus. Now the Bible does say in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, that God won't let you be tempted beyond your ability, but that he will also provide the way of escape so that you may endure it. And I like to point out that he says he will let us endure the temptation, and not just take it away. That's right. Good daddy. Good daddy. (laughs) 
And just like it's God's power working through our weakness, it's his mercy that gives us a way through the temptation. So the idea that the only issues we're going to face in life are the ones that we can handle ourselves is untrue. I think sometimes we just adopt these popular phrases because they sound right and a lot of people say them, Mm -hmm. but they're not truth. And you can follow the trends, but they'll never bring you peace. So going back to that home being renovated, after you remove all the nasty carpet or laminate and you discover the wood floors, it doesn't just stop there. If you've ever had wood flooring, you know it requires maintenance. There's lots of sweeping, polishing, mopping, not making sure it's getting, or making sure it's not getting too much moisture on it. But it doesn't matter how many times we sweep or polish it, it's still wood floors. We're not changing what it is. Our life requires maintenance. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Part of renewing your mind is stopping and asking the Holy Spirit, am I reading this right? Is that what the scripture means? Am I using this out of context? just like sweeping the corners of your mind and making sure that nothing fell through the cracks. With that being said, the other day I saw a video of someone putting new wood floors on top of their old wood floors because their wood floors were 110 years old and they were too thin to sand down and she kept getting splinters in her feet, so it just made sense. Um, But unlike that old wood, God's word doesn't wear down. It doesn't have an expiration date. We don't get to decide in 2022 that what Jesus said thousands of years ago no longer holds weight. And there's something I see a lot of younger people for the most part doing, and it's called deconstructing their faith. Deconstructing isn't saying, am I reading the word as God intended it? Deconstructing is saying, is everything in God's word really true? And I heard someone say one time that Eve was the first one to deconstruct. She questioned God. She questioned his word and his intention, which was to protect her. And I can imagine her being like, okay, I know that God said not to eat from that one tree, but like, did he really mean it? And that made her susceptible to the enemy. 1 Peter 5, 8 says, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. If we don't know what the truth is, we expose ourselves to the lies of the enemy. We are flooded with information every day, and it is even more vital now that we are able to discern what's truth and what's not. 
And just like home design, there will always be new trends. There will always be new ideas and new theories. But God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Therefore, his words are too. And it's time we reclaim what has been established and uncover the deception to reveal the truth. And that, I, that's, that was really fast. I hope you got all my floor analogies, but if y'all <laughs> go ahead and stand, I'll pray this out. God, I thank you for tonight. And I ask that you would give us the boldness to go against the grain. And that when the crowds and the trends are moving away from you, we would continue to run toward you. And I ask that you would give us the discernment to recognize truth hidden in the lies of the enemy. I thank you for each and every person in this room. In Jesus' name, amen. We are so glad that you chose to tune in with us this week. We hope that today's message left you challenged, encouraged, and inspired. If you enjoyed today's message and would like to hear more, you can find us wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts, as well as on YouTube. Thanks again for listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast.